Welcome to the Your Life Unchained podcast, helping you break the chains keeping you from reaching your true potential in business and life. Here's your host, Rick Scheninger. Fear, overwhelm, procrastination, disorganization, or just general chaos. We all have challenges we have to overcome in order to live life on our terms, to turn our ordinary into extraordinary. Your Life Unchained will deliver simple steps, tips, and strategies you can implement immediately into your daily routine to help you take control of your life and turn your dreams into reality. Hello and welcome to Your Life Unchained. I am Rick Scheninger, your host, and here with me today is the lovely Jade. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Jade Olivia. I was like, wait, what is that name? (laughs) Jade, so happy to have you here today. I love this. Thanks for having me. I changed. I go by my first and middle name, Jade Olivia, because my last name is like my ex-husband's Hungarian last name that's terribly hard to pronounce and spell. So, you know, we just we just hide that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Jade Olivia flows off the tongue. So this is awesome. So tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah, I'll, I'll start easy. Much like you, my friend, I'm a business automation expert. I have a good time working with solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, small businesses, just basically optimizing and making efficiencies all over the place using automation tools. And it's super fun. And it's a really great means to kind of not only make businesses lives easier, but make like a cohesive customer journey so that as leads come in and they convert to sales and they go on and on through your journey and become raving fans, ultimately, it's all like easy and seamless things fire off, you don't have to work as hard it's really, really fun. So we're at Keep Certified Partners. It's the dream. It's an amazing community of entrepreneurs. We have a great time doing it. And then I, I have a couple other brands. I'm a speaker. I have membership for entrepreneurs. And when I'm not working, I have three small children. Um, fun fact, I'm a twin mom. I have twin three-year-olds. I have a six-year-old. And I spend half my time with them. And when I'm not with them, I'm traveling between my home in Wisconsin and right by you, my friend in Georgia. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So this automation thing, you've been doing it, what, 15, 20 years? Oh, I'm I'm, I'm too young for that. (laughs) Right? Um, I was a deep user for, for about five years before I jumped into entrepreneurship in March, 2020. And that's when my life literally became unchained. It was, it was one of those like traumatic breaks in your life where like I had to completely reinvent myself and it was spectacular opportunity to start from literally nothing. And I sure as heck made the most of it. So. And what were you doing right before, right at the beginning of 2020? You know, I'd always been, you can probably tell by now already, I'm like a very like bubbly, like, ah, no, no, not at all. Not at all, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, in my younger days, I was like just a little bit partying too hard, didn't take life too seriously. I messed up a lot of opportunities. I dropped out of college because I was partying too much. I mean, I was the life of the party, but still too much of it, right? (laughs) Um, So had a little bit too much fun when I was younger. And then um, subsequently, I had just a string of just 
really low paying jobs, but like always brought like a lot of energy and personality to things that to things that I did. But as I got a little bit older, you know, my late, my late twenties and early thirties, I, I just basically had kind of come to come to accept that I wasn't really going to amount to much. And, you know, I had a lot of, you know, love for my family and, and my crappy, super low paid jobs. And I was like, this, this is who I am. This, this is where I'm going to be forever. And, and then uh, just a, a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> like March, 2020 was epic for the entire world. Let's be honest. <laughs> but for me personally, my marriage ended and, you know, just as much my fault as his. And we're still great friends. We've been together since we were 19 years old. So it was just kind of like children who, who grew apart at some point. And that was terribly difficult and sad and hard. And you lose friends and things happen. And, and that, that was really hard, obviously. Learning to be a single parent, living alone for the first time. Like I said, I'd been with my ex-husband since I was 19. So I'd never lived alone before. I'd never taken out my own trash before, (laughs) Uh, that kind of thing. Um, Literally had to learn how to stand on my own two feet. And let's just say I pulled a lot of band-aids off at once. So I quit my job, which, you know, they were perfectly nice and everything was kind of fine. It was just, I wanted more out of life and I was starting over. So I ripped all the band-aids off and I had a talent. I was a keep user and I was very much attracted to entrepreneurship, not like business wise, but like the spirit and the energy and like the liveliness of like hustle or die type people, people who were like, I have an idea, I can change the world. Because my last job, I was working at a small media marketing firm for financial services. And granted, I don't have a a huge passion for financial services. I mean, I, I know quite a bit about it and I enjoy it, but I remember that we would travel to conferences a lot. And I was like, what is it about these people that I like so much? Because I mean, I'm certainly not like the middle-aged white guy demographic. (laughs) (laughs) And then after I quit, I was like, oh, it's because they're all entrepreneurs. These are all like, I have to sell to feed my family type people. And they're always at conferences learning and giving and training and growing. And then when I left that world and entered the keep world, the small business world and entrepreneurship, I was like, Yes, these are my people. These are like you you know like yeah. these are the smartest, kindest, most innovative, most giving people in my opinion in the world and we, there's keep certified partners all over the world. <laughs> uh, but just amazing amazing people and I'm never I'm never going back. I call myself unemployable at this point. <laughs> Unless you're working for an entrepreneur and then you can be an intrapreneur. Right. <laughs> well, I contract with a lot of other entrepreneurs. Right. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I enjoy it very, very much. But so that was, you know, at the time we're recording this right now, it's July, 2021. So it's been almost a year and a half exactly. And not to like toot my own horn, but I consider myself to be tremendously successful in a short period of time. And the secret sauce, so if anyone's like listening to this or watching the show and they're like, how do I like become my own thing? Like I can tell you two things that completely unchanged me and allowed me to be like my most authentic and fulfilled self in a very short period of time after a very significant trauma, like losing half my family and breaking off from professional and personal relationships. It was, it was very, very difficult. You know, I don't want to understate that, but 
my two biggest tips are number one, surround yourself with people smarter than you. Like find the thing you love and then go be the dumbest one in the room. You're, you'll just constantly be inspired. And if you're with people that you connect with, they're naturally going to be givers and want to share and see you and, and see you grow and help you. But to piggyback that thought is also like be the kindest person in the room. Looking back, I didn't do this on purpose, but like I can see in retrospect, that's how I got here was I built all of these amazing relationships by like being nice to people. Like I didn't show up going, I hope I get something out of this, but like like, my love language is words of affirmation. So like, I'm like, I'm extremely, I'm a flatterer by nature. So (laughs) I just like showed up and like, I'd be at like a keep meeting or something. And I'm like, wow, you're all the smartest, most beautiful people I've ever met. And they were like, (laughs) (laughs) and like relationships built both like mentor to mentee relationships, peer relationships, learning from people with different strengths than me that we could complement each other. And eventually that turned into like uh, profitable relationships. It's amazing. That's how I got here. Yeah, there's something that I, that I talk about a lot and I call it, I didn't come up with the term, but it's called the platinum rule because everybody's familiar with the golden rule and the golden rule, of course, is doing to others as you'd have them do unto you. But for mm-hmm. example, if I'm a vegetarian and you give me a cheeseburger because you love cheeseburgers, then that's the golden rule in action, but it really doesn't, doesn't work. The platinum right. rule is doing to others as they would have you do unto them, which means that you're, you have to go deeper in that relationship and get to know them better so that you can really serve them at that higher level. Yeah, I I felt that. <laughs> the, the golden rule does not apply to me, certainly, because my energy is very intense. Like, I, I am like this all the time, y'all. This is not, this is not an onstage persona. <laughs> I'm literally high energy all the time. And so, like, you know, most people don't meet my, like, level of, like, obnoxious insanity. So, like, I, I don't by any means accept, expect people to want to reciprocate that with me so uh i yeah i get it <laughs> i try to i try to give how they would like to be <laughs> instead makes of sense. and that's that's what i got out of what you what you've been doing is basically you know you said that your love language is words of affirmation but you know everybody likes to be appreciated and likes to be liked and and mm-hmm. likes to be helpful especially the people in our community so mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense yeah i think it really pulls at like the nature of good people. Like if you're a good person, which I'd like to think most people are, mm-hmm. and you see someone who is kind and caring and much less capable of you, it's like a natural tendency to want to like share your knowledge. And it forms like, like I said, mentor mentee relationships. And that happened to me just like at a very rapid pace. Right. There's so many smart people in the automation community And granted, there was, you know, a great deal of like luck of what I went through as well, being that, you know, the industry I jumped into was one that prospered during the pandemic versus suffered. Um, So we were very much, as digital marketers, we were very much in need and booming during a worldwide collapse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You were stuck at home. Yeah. (laughs) Thriving. (laughs) Right, right. So I mean, that was that was a plus. And we were also like able to help less fortunate business models pivot and like 
react appropriately to the shift in the world. So we were very much needed. So there's a, a component of like, I had a handy skill at that time. But also I think Keep in particular has cultivated and attracted a very kind and fierce, loving type of entrepreneur. And there are, I believe, at least a few thousand certified partners that would give each other the shirts off of their backs. So it was very easy for me to, to snuggle in with my people virtually via Zoom. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking before we kind of started here that you know, you've met a lot of people in the community and across the world, but not so many of them in person yet, right? Yes, I'm finally <laughs> starting to like meet these amazing people. We're, we're having like key partner masterminds now. I intend to latch onto the first one that I'm uh, you know, available to go to. Um, so I'm really excited to meet people in person. And I can't talk enough about how kind these people are. But like, one thing I want to point out too, is that when I say like, oh, these are really good people. And I just, you know, I made myself the dumbest person in the room and, and grew like, I don't mean to like label people as like good and bad. But like, in my opinion, it's all about like habits and drive. Mm -hmm. So like, think about like, think about a, a vulnerable, kind teenager, right? And there's like, bad kids that they probably shouldn't be hanging out with that are like binge drinking and, you know, doing drugs or whatever. And then there's like the straight A students. Like, I don't think that like the binge drinking partying kids, they are, in my experience, like some of the <laughs> kindest people I've ever met, and maybe, you know, have been through trauma or, you know, whatever, but like, it's their habits that you don't want to emulate and habits are contagious. Mm -hmm. So like when you're around people better than you, you like adopt their habits. But the opposite is also true. When you're around people that are lazier than you, that are more negative than you, you know, no discipline, whether or not they're the nicest person in the world is irrelevant at that point. Right. You know, you kind of have to, you have to make a conscious choice to spend whom you're spending time with so that you can subconsciously like grow into the best version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you've experienced this as well, but I find when I'm around people who have more of a negative energy or, or just negative thoughts and complaining all the time, then I am polarized away from them. <laughs> I'm like, all right, gotta go. <laughs> right. And probably because find yourself accidentally doing that. Like I have like intimate family members that are like that and I don't like spending too much time with them. And again, it's my family. I would, I would give my life for the, for these right. people, but like there are habits and things that they do that I don't want in myself. So you have to like choose like your emotional distance if not your physical distance at some points. And it's, you know, some people it's easier than others. You can, you can cut off friends. You can't cut off your family. Right, right. Uh, so, I mean, it gets a little dicey sometimes. Yeah. But if you can, like, be aware of it, you know, when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, I'm so sad. I'm so sad, you know. My feelings are hurt. And now I'm like, okay, now I'm a grown-ass woman now. <laughs> and I have to, like, decide if I'm going to, like, care enough to, like, let this person hurt me when really I have a – flourishing group of like positive cheerleaders in my corner the people that I choose to have in my life right and it's certainly more than makes up for like some of like the negative voices over here that I necessarily can't necessarily cut off exactly yep 100 percent 
it's so draining to be around all that negative energy and uh you know it just sucks the life out of you (laughs) it really does you know there's only so much you can choose there's only so much you can do but i preach this everywhere i go every podcast i'm on every stage i'm on the the best thing you can do is surround yourself with amazing people that are smarter than you i mean it's it's the best thing you can do for yourself mentally emotionally financially physically with your physical health i mean everything if you're around people that exercise a lot you're probably going to end up going to the gym more let's be honest <laughs> 100% yeah they say you're the sum of the five people you hang around with most literally yeah. so don't be the best one <laughs> right otherwise you got nothing to aspire to nothing to grow into yeah if you're the smartest person in the room get out of that room <laughs> yep so March of 2020 was kind of a whole new world, whole new thing opened up for you. So tell us about that. You pulled off the band-aids, but tell us a little, little bit about that. It was extremely traumatic and sad. And the best thing I did to like kick off, like finding myself better is a good friend of mine had like just gotten her certifi- certification as like a trauma counselor, like specifically for like traumatic events. So oh, wow. I called her, I was like, shut up and take my money. You know? <laughs> so like I sat down with her and I just like, ah, I have so many problems. And she coached me through some like actual, like actionable techniques to like put yourself in the mindset to like, not let that completely damage you, or as you would say, chain you down. Uh, one of the most valuable techniques that she taught, and this is all like, like psychology and vasovagal responses to like chemical reactions and stuff. But like one thing that you can do is like when you're having like a really bad mood, like I would just have bad days where I just like lay on the floor and cry all day. I mean, we've all been there. (laughs) Um, But like when you're in a bad mood or having just a really bad day, there's a couple things that you can do to survive that better. And like when you're done with it, leave with like a, a healthier mindset. And one of them is to like acknowledge that you're having a bad day Mm -hmm. and kind of look at it as like step out of your body and look at it as though like your doctor holding a clipboard. You're like, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) Okay. I'm good. Interesting. Okay. You're really, really sad. This is what wrong. And so it it kind of like removes the emotional and acknowledges just like the facts about it. So it kind of puts you into like a less like, I'm the only person that matters type mindset to like a that's valid and interesting. Let me look at that from a clipboard. (laughs) Um, And then the second technique is to acknowledge that like people have bad days and people, there's traumatic things that are often out of our control, but the bad moods and like the sad things are temporary. Like anyone can just like wake up in a bad mood. Maybe you're hungry. (laughs) I get hangry, I'll admit it. (laughs) But like you, you can have a bad time. But like, again, if you're in the throes of it going, I'm the, oh my gosh, I'm the only thing that matters. And that I feel, you know, like, which is valid, but also like, that's a temporary thing. And when you acknowledge that it's temporary, that automatically gives this a sense of relief because temporary means it's going to end. Yes. You're like, I feel horrible. I'm going to allow myself to feel horrible. And then when I'm done feeling horrible, I won't feel horrible anymore. And so like, allows you to be okay with feeling really bad, but knowing that it's not going to last forever. 
is extremely therapeutic. And then when you get into that habit of like doing mental exercises, when you're like on the verge of a breakdown, you'll notice that over time, the bad times get shorter and shorter and shorter and the good times get longer and longer. And when you're having those good times, that's when you surround yourself with the good people and grow and grow and grow. So you have more to look forward to. And then whether it's a good or bad day, then like the big, the big picture, like the long-term feelings, like even when I'm, even when I'm just having a bad day, I can, can, someone can ask me, like I'm logical enough to say, you know, but my life is pretty good. And I have, I have a lot to be grateful for. Like, of course, you know, I might slap you while you tell me, that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I have a lot to be thankful for it. And I know that and I can acknowledge it even when I'm, you know, in the bottom of the pit. But so like, acknowledging the the bad times as temporary and like long-term positives allows you to have like a healthy balance. And the last thing I want to point out about that is that like, I think, I think any mature adult knows that like you don't stuff your feelings. That's not healthy either. You don't like pretend that you don't have bad days. Like if you're having a bad time, you don't just go like, just kidding and call your friends ha 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 like that's not helping anybody so like when you do that clipboard exercise you're like that's allowed I'll allow it <laughs> you know you're like okay cool that's valid and you like kind of talk yourself through it and you know it's going to end and it gets easier over time like these are exercises that gave me skills to get through trauma and allow myself to be at least healthy enough a little bit in my mind to like grow the good stuff and it that happened exponentially in a very rapid fashion because of the amazing people that I surrounded myself with I, I could have cried to I could have gone to the bar every day and drowned my sorrows and not really gotten any smarter or richer but it was certainly would have been fun like like I said I I had my party days and I was tempted to <laughs> but I I had a lot of starting over to do so I got busy yeah I always use the analogy of responding versus reacting. That's what I thought of when you were talking through that. And I, I always use the analogy to a medical diagnosis. So for example, if somebody is responding to medication, that means they're doing well and they're getting better as a result of the medication. Whereas if they're reacting to medication, that means it's a negative effect that something bad is happening. Maybe they're getting a rash or that. So yeah. Oh, absolutely. And let, let's take that a step more complicated. Like when, when you're having like a really bad, like emotional meltdown, like that's a reaction, mm -hmm. which you have to like allow yourself to have sometimes, but how do you respond to the reaction? Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, we just, got, we just got deep. <laughs> right. You could react to the reaction and let yourself just snowball into like, poor me, poor me, poor me, which I'm like the world and right. <laughs> right. Like, I'll be honest. I made I made a ton of mistakes, which like led to the end of my marriage. Like I definitely caused most of what put me in that horrible situation. <laughs> and, you know, I, I lost my, my husband, my, my, who, you know, was my best friend and broke up my family. And I'm, you know, I still have a lot of like regrets and sadness about it, but like onwards and upwards, y'all, we can't, we can't change anything. We can only grow from it. Yep. Oof. Mm. Mm. I drink water now. <laughs> yep. If you're driving in the car and you're trying to drive using the rearview mirror, it's not going to work. But you can use it for reference. <laughs>
love that. Reference and reflection. That's what it's good for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can definitely, you know, they say if you don't like acknowledge history, you're doomed to repeat it. So right. I definitely, I, I spend a lot of time reflecting on like the bad choices I made that, that brought me here. And, you know, I could react to it yep. and let like my shame and my guilt and my sadness and my poor me take over or I could respond to it and like make better choices. Right. Look at us. React, yeah. respond. Let's write a book on that, dude. <laughs> so we've got about five more minutes. And in that time, we just kind of talked about how you kind of overcame and worked through some of the, the feelings that you experienced during that really tumultuous time last March. Mm -hmm. What was the one big step forward outside of kind of harnessing your feelings for good, not evil, but, but outside of that, what was kind of the one big transformation or the one big step forward or the one big aha or the one big thing that kind of took you to the next level, both with your professional success, but also moving forward, you know, with, as a single mom and, and with your family and that sort of Yeah, that's an excellent question. And, and the answer to that is something that both I found, but like through the mentorship and like the growth that I had to go through, because when you're new at something like new at entrepreneurship or like I just started Jade Olivia Consulting because I didn't really know what it was going to turn into. So I picked a really generic name that could mean anything, you know, and the, for the first six months and, you know, I, I met people through like relationships and networking. I'm like, do you need anything? Do you need anything? I needed money and I needed clients. So like, I just kind of took anything and I was like a, a, a yes man to everything. Like, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Do, do you need anything? Is it slightly related to digital marketing? Great. I'll do it. And it certainly was something that I had to go through to get to where I am now. But to answer your question, the, the biggest like aha or like the pinnacle of like what I had to go through was basically like finding my focus and like my niche of like, okay, I have all these skills and all this experience, but like, and then what? There are several thousand keep certified partners. So am I going to be one of several thousand or am I going to be one of just me? So it's, and it's hard because I mean, we all have like a similar skill set right. and perhaps different strengths and experiences, but still it's kind of generally in the same pool. Yep. So what happened was like, you can tell like my energy is very unique. And I found that I was getting clients because of my personality. And so I slowly over time realized that that was my marketing and that was monetizable. So now like I sell packages where like people pay me to be the hype man. I co-host stuff for a lot of people. I MC stuff for a lot of people. Sometimes people literally pay me to show up and just be an attendee in the comments because I blow that up. Like <laughs> I, I live for Zoom chat. And I'm so good at it that people pay me to be in Zoom chat. <laughs> I've made quite I was wondering a why the chat was blowing up when it was just you and me on here. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I do chat on like one-on-one -on -one person meetings because I'm like one of those like, I have like a weird sarcastic humor. So I like to make little jokes like while people are talking. And so like, it's funny when you're in like group meetings and I can see some people like 
<laughs> Obviously, I didn't do great in school. Either eyes shift down. <laughs> <laughs> I was the jokester in school for sure. And it wasn't until I was 25 that I was diagnosed with five kinds of ADD. And I'm like, no wonder. <laughs> so and speaking of which, like, so like my ADD and literally three of the smartest, most wealthiest entrepreneurs I know have dyslexia. And I, and it's because they think and speak creatively because they had to do it outside of the box. Mm. And like, same with me. Like, I can't focus and learn like other people. I can't sit down in a classroom. I barely graduated high school. I graduated college and I was 29 because I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> like, I'll finish this. I'm pregnant. Ah, you know? right. And like, I got that piece of paper for nothing more just to like prove that I could. So, you know, don't take like your distractions or like things about you that make you different. Cause you kind of, at first, like I just wanted to be one of the sheep, you know, I, I wanted to be a certified partner. I wanted to be one of many. I was so proud to be in this awesome community, but then I realized the things that made me different were like monetizable. So that that's my big aha. And like my big piece of advice is as you're like growing into your career don't be like everyone else or you're going to be paid not very much. So people people pay me for, yes, like my digital expertise, which like I said, I'm not the only one that can do the things that I can do. People pay me for my energy and like I comfort people. Um, like I said, I'm very like verbally affectionate. So like I tell my clients I love them. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, I, I don't make proposals. People come to me when they have a problem because they know that I'm going to like tell them, like I literally, I literally have a membership called you're doing great where <laughs> I tell entrepreneurs they're doing great. You're doing great dot today. If you want to be told you're doing great, you can join. Uh, <laughs> that happened on accident. Just 20 people said, shut up and take my money. And I said, sure. <laughs> So hey, what are we doing? <laughs> like even ADD and dyslexia and like maybe you have weird dark sense of humor. Maybe you're different than everyone else. How can you apply your like skill set to your personality and like marry those things to make you unique and profitable? How can you take your special skills and become a specialist versus a generalist? Mm -hmm. I definitely started as a generalist. Too much of a generalist. Yep, I did but luckily, too. I kept all those clients. So now I have a giant pool of where I don't really do the same thing for everybody, but I'm starting to like get there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a process, 100%. Yeah, it's been a year and a half. I saw my whole life ahead of me and I have new ideas, new ideas every day. But like, there are some people in my life where I'd be like, oh, I want to start this new business. And they'd be like, ugh. <laughs> and there's some people in my life where I'm like, I want to start a new business. And they'd be like, oh my God, I'll help you build a website. And what can we do to make it better? Oh my God. So those are the people I spend my time with. There you go. Love that. Those are my five people. <laughs> All right. So what's one big tip to move the needle forward for the mm. folks listening? A tip du jour. Yes. Mm. It could be three. It could be, you know, these yeah. three things, whatever. It is three. I have an acronym oh. for you. Well, there you go. Perfect. It's D-E-A. And this is maybe more for like entrepreneurs or like business owners. But if you just want to be the best and grow and scale as quickly as possible, D-E-A. Delegate, eliminate, automate. Yes. And to give you a good idea, here, here's an exercise for you. 
and I learned this and I'll just, I'm basically repeating what someone else told me. This is like a very rich financial advisor who used to like, you know, be him and an assistant. And now he has like a team of 30 and he's one of the biggest offices in the country. Uh, and he said, what happened was he was like, he knew he wanted to grow, but he was kind of spinning his wheels. So for a week straight, he had a, a planner out with 15 minute increments and he wrote down what he did. And at the end of a week, he was appalled with how many times he had written in Facebook, uh, Facebook, <laughs> wrote follow-up to client, wrote follow-up to client. So he found all the stuff that he knew that he really shouldn't be doing, you know, but like sometimes people have like control issues. Yep. So he found all of those things and he trained a team of, he like just spent a ton of money, brought in a ton of like, not low paid, but like he's, you know, he's a very wealthy advisor. So like they're not making as much as him. So he had a good office staff and delegated as much as possible. Then he eliminated stuff like Facebook, or, you know, like, what's something else you can delegate? Checking your mail. Mm. Like, business owners, if you have an assistant, don't check your own mail. Don't right. even check your own email. Have someone screen your email for you. Yep. And then lastly, our favorite, automate. automate. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you send this, if you always sit down after a meeting and send this, like, a similar, but, like, maybe only slightly varied follow-up email, Call Rick or me. Yeah. <laughs> you, if you're you copying and pasting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're copying and pasting anything. You could be save you could be saving minutes, which snowball into hours, which snowball into days, into weeks, and think about how much more productive you could be. And that's literally how this guy grew from a team of two to a team of over thirty. Wow. D E A. Love it. Love it. Love it. I can't believe our time is up already, Jade. Oh, I know. I could talk forever. <laughs> you know that about me. <laughs> but this was so fun. So informative. Just doesn't cut it. But epic. It was epic because so much good stuff came out of this. Great word. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. If people want to get a hold of you, where can they find you? JadeOlivia.co is kind of like the all-encompassing brand. It's my speaking, my consulting. You can find you're doing great. All of that is jadeolivia.co is, is the best place to find me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Once again, you've been listening to Your Life Unchained. Come back and see us next time. Be unchained. Thanks so much for listening to the Your Life Unchained podcast. We'd love to help you break the chains that are keeping you from reaching your true potential in business and in life. So don't forget, like, comment and subscribe and we'll see you soon.